On today's Question of Faith, Why Catholic Schools? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I am Mike Hayes. I am the Young Adult Ministry Director here in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, Vicar for Evangelization. I'm Michael Suso, Director of Marketing for Catholic Schools. And I'm Fred Roberts, Director of Development for Catholic Education with the Catholic Community Foundation. It's great to have you both in the studio. Welcome. Four in the booth. Thank you. Always good to have four people in the booth. And so you have a new marketing plan, apparently. So this is your job, right, Michael? It's true. Tell tell us a little bit about what you do here. Sure. So I I was hired as part of the Keeping the Faith Strategic Plan. Uh, So I started on July 5th. So it's about six months in this role. And I've been spending a lot of time, obviously, looking at data and research, but looking for ways to help Catholic schools really tell their story. Mm. Um, Sometimes we have to be our best promoters. In many ways, all the time, we have to be our best promoters for Catholic schools and tell our story and be evangelizing in that way. So that's really been the focus over the past six months. How is it that we can help schools to tell their story, and how can we help to reinforce that? So a lot of the work uh, where the rubber has been meeting the road recently has been leading up to Catholic Schools Week. Right, which is coming up at the end of the month. Right? Yes. January 28th, that last week of the yes. year. Yes, yep. The last week of the month, I should say. We're not able to celebrate St. Thomas Aquinas, although that's his feast day, because the Sunday of Ordinary Time overrides at the fourth Sunday. Oh, right, right, right. But, you know, we still honor him, and he's still the patron saint of Catholic schools. Absolutely. Correct. That, that dumb ox. Right. <laughs> and Fred, what do you do here? Uh, So I'm uh, Director of Development with the Catholic Community Foundation. Uh, Joined the foundation in 2021. In my role, I work with the the folks in the Catholic Education Office, helping uh, schools uh, focus on operational vitality, making sure all of our schools are affordable and accessible. And uh, we're the we're the numbers guys, so we we focus a lot on the on the the, the financial figures and the numbers in the, in the schools. When we used to do the video for Week of Catholic, I said I was going to have Fred get a big board, and it would be like that guy in MSNBC during the that's elections right. no, and go that's all funny. over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it would be perfect perfect job for Fred. The heat map. Yeah, well, that's right. I am not a numbers guy, but I'm a words guy, I think. But I could give you these numbers. I spent 27 years in Catholic schools as a student. Wow. Yes. 27. Awesome. 27, yeah. Nine at Incarnate Word, four at Holy Name, four at Borromeo Seminary, John Carroll, five at St. Mary's Seminary, two at Catholic University of America, and three at the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas. Wow. 27. You beat me, Father. Do I the think math, I've got baby. 18. Yeah, do the math, baby. Yeah, I'm not close to that. I've two, two seventh and eighth grade at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, St. Anthony in Yonkers, New York, where your where your parents grandparents spent some t- grandparents, grandparents spent some time. That's right. And then uh, four at Fordham University makes six. Then three in graduate school, Fordham University that makes nine. Uh, four at seminary in Buffalo, and four here, so eight more, so seventeen. Mm. Not close to you, but it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Not so bad. So, Michael, you said that you spent some time like crunching some data numbers and uh, putting together some marketing plans. So, what what did you come up with? Oh my gosh, there, there's so much to talk about. Hard to narrow that. Um, but really, the the numbers that we looked at. What are the trends in Catholic schools and Catholic education? What are parents looking for in the education of their children? Um, knowing that ultimately, Catholic schools being 
in some ways the foremost service uh, of the church, the ministry of the church in this way, and trying to understand how is it that we can best align our model for education with the needs of families. And currently, we've we been in the education business for a long time, obviously, uh, but understanding how can we meet the needs of families now. We're busy lives and they have certain uh, directions and focus for their own families. So looking at how we can meet those needs and that ultimately points to some of the wonderful things that Catholic schools are doing in terms of community building, focus on service, sophisticated contemporary education with, with really professional and motivated faculty. Mm. So looking for ways to highlight those within the work that our Catholic schools are already doing. Right. And then um, in terms of rolling this out and in terms of a marketing plan, like where, where do you go to advertise Catholic schools? I was thinking about this this morning. I was like, okay, you know, we have parishes. That's an obvious place. But, you know, the reach is much further than that. So, you know, are you in like the regular kind of media markets every other right. place would be in or – well, that's a great, it's a great question. Where we are in terms of the strategic plan, we're at the moment of creating that marketing plan that Catholic schools can implement themselves in, in that draft phase in this moment. What, what I envision, one of the things that we're looking to put together right now are our ad campaigns, uh, a media buy on the heels of Catholic Schools Week. I know this is really exciting news, uh, but ways really, we look to meet people where they are and where are people probably on their phones nowadays. So how is it that we can meet folks where they are in the media that they're using uh, so that they can understand the beauty, the benefits of a Catholic education and, and the affordability of that prospect? So think of social media, think of streaming television, uh, think of preschools or daycare, obviously parishes and churches, but trying to create this idea of Catholic education, reinforcing it as a household brand of, of excellent education and faith formation focused on helping students become those people that God's calling them to be so that they can ultimately uh, obviously get to heaven as a primary goal as well. Now you talked about the new media. Will you use any old school media, any billboards? Oh, that's a great... Hey, I'd say anything's on the table, Father. Okay, okay. I've seen some great yeah. billboards in the Diocese of Cleveland, so everything, it, it sort of becomes a both-and rather than either-or. You know where I, I think is another good place to advertise is the airport. They actually rent, <laughs> oh, they sure. rent space. When you're walking yes. through there, we have great Catholic schools in Cleveland. I've been right. thinking, what can we do in terms of evangelization using airport space or even on buses or subways. I know they do that in New York City. You've got your yep. People are sitting there. They're looking up. Right. Um, so, yeah, cool. I, I agree 100%. Only limited by the dollars and cents. That's where Fred comes in. That's hey, money I'm follows right. mission. You have a That's good right. mission, the money will come. That's right. Let's go. That's right. That's absolutely correct. And, um, you know, we do work with uh, benefactors. Many of our uh, best supporters are, are products of Catholic education. Like yourselves, I'm I'm way behind you in terms of years. That's okay. I got uh, I have my John Carroll Jesuit education uh, uh, under my belt, but uh, yeah, we we just work with so many folks who are so supportive of Catholic education and want to help meet the need, want to provide the uh, the same opportunity for uh, the generation that's coming up. So. Uh, so, yeah, that, like Michael said, that's where the rubber hits the road. We want to make sure that everyone has the opportunity to, to experience a, a Catholic education. And the, the, the really great thing is all the different opportunities that are available now 
both uh, from the Ohio Department of Education, the state of Ohio, as well as philanthropic mm -hmm. programs are flourishing. So, uh, you know, we're, you know, really um, excited by that and uh, want to just make sure we, uh, we max help the schools to maximize those opportunities and uh, fill every seat if we can. So why Catholic education? Once again, how much time do we have to answer that? The list <laughs> could go two, on. Give me, give me one sentence. Yeah. We should all, right. I mean, we all did Catholic school for some time. Right. Well, I, it, it might, that message might depend on who you're talking to uh, in, in the audience that, that you're looking to serve. Uh, I love a quote. It's, it's by, um, by Kathleen Porter-McGee. She was the superintendent of, of the partnership schools out, out of New York City. And she said a couple years ago, if Catholic schools were a state, they'd be the highest performing state in the country mm -hmm. in terms of academic performance. You know, coming on the heels of, uh, of the pandemic and, and other such events, I think that speaks to the heart of, of an excellent academic education. But there's lots of other uh, wonderful, wonderful data that speaks to how Catholic schools help students uh, educate their hearts, how, how we help students to give back uh, to those in need. Um, to ultimately think about others while also thinking about how God is using their gifts and talents to, uh, to make the world a better place. So I really love that quote by, by Kathleen Porter-McGee because you have to start where people are, and a lot of the times they want to look for the value-added academic component. And then you really see about our mission as a church of trying to help people spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in their everyday lives. And, and I think that really comes to fruition when, when folks are out doing the work of Christ, helping others. That's nice. I like to think in the, in the similar vein of the Catholic schools form the whole human person. Mm -hmm. And so you're, it's not Perfect. just the academics and the education, which are very important part of the human person, right. but also the, the spiritual, the soul, and forming the, the person not simply for himself or herself to go get a job, but to then be an active member in the world and evangelizing and being salt, light, and loving and being Christ for others. So, yeah, I, I think the whole thought. human person is formed when the Catholic school is doing what the Catholic school is supposed to do. Right. I think the yeah. best teachers I had were the ones who were able to transmit to me not only academic information, but where have they met Christ in their own life, you know, and why they work in a Catholic school is because of that, you know, mm -hmm. and, they would, they, and they would always talk about, with us, you know, this this is why this matters to me, <laughs> and that, I I'm probably still part of the church because people did that, you know, because they they were able to kind of walk my hand, you know, hold me by the hand yeah. and walk me through that and say, hey, you know, this is still important. This is always going to be important, and it's important to me. So, yeah, you know, how people are forming people in in a Catholic way, I think, in Catholic schools is really really important. Um, it was very important to us. Obviously, we're still here, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I should say, my mom was a Catholic school teacher. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, mine was too. Really? Mm -hmm. Where? Oh, I know. I know where you're. So she she actually was at St. Vincent St. Mary High School ah, exactly. before exactly. the LeBron James oh, yeah. era, of course, <laughs> and then a little bit uh, as well at Notre Dame Elementary School. Nice. Yeah. My nice. mom taught at Our Lady of Good Counsel, which is now Mary Queen of Peace on West Twenty Fifth Street sure. by the old RTA station there. So yeah. Very nice. So my family connection is at St. Jude School. My in Illyria. St. Jude in Illyria. And uh, my daughter and wife both teach in a kindergarten classroom there. So. Oh, yeah. very cool. There yeah. you go. Wait, tag team teaching? They're in the same classroom, oh my believe gosh. it or not. Wow. 
Yeah. Dynamic duo. Talk That's about right. family harmony. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So, Michael, what, what can we expect during Catholic Schools Week? Like, what, what if we're looking around at uh, the, the different things that are going to be advertised, like, what, what are we going to see? My gosh. Well, so much, I hope. Uh, really, we, we have such a wonderful network of Catholic schools, right, a system of Catholic schools. I think as, as the crow flies, we are the sixth largest system of Catholic schools in the nation. Mm. When you think about it and the size of the city of Cleveland, that really puts things into perspective. But, but we're really hoping that we as Catholic schools, we can leverage then our reach in, uh, in really tangible ways. And so each day of Catholic Schools Week, there, there's the hope that Catholic schools will highlight another pillar of their community that really makes it special from, from their students from their extracurriculars, from their academic instruction, their philanthropy, and, and above all, what makes them who they are, their Catholic identity. That's really what kicks things off on Sunday uh, of Catholic Schools Week. But really, as much as a reminder for their own community of what makes it great, but also, once again, to help demonstrate to others who may not yet be a part of it what, what makes Catholic schools really the, the wonderful places that they are. So each week there's a—excuse me, each day there's a theme— there's a quote by a saint or a Catholic theologian or a scientist to help frame that experience, and then different activities that schools can utilize in order to help really celebrate that. The big theme of Catholic Schools Week is rejoice. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. You know, this wonderful, really a wonderful context within the church of, of celebration, uh, of joy, and, and really showing that within the school. Yeah, I like the how is your school rejoicing, inviting the schools to like kind of highlight that share for the that. week. Yeah, yes. share that with us. That's great. So. Do you have a song? Oh, my goodness. Let us go rejoicing to the house of the Lord. Is that the theme song or no? It is now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well, this is a great sound bite for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Rejoice, yeah. rejoice. Anyone got another one? I got two. Yeah. Not coming up with one. I'll come up with one before the show's over. Father Damien, if I start singing, you won't invite me back. (laughs) (laughs) No, you you know, you're welcome to be you on this show, you know. If the Lord gave you a voice, you give it back. At Catholic Schools Week, uh, we've had the opportunity to work with several of our our schools that are are working on Fund-A-Dream scholarships this year. And uh, helping to uh, uh, generate a, a list of, of the schools that are offering an all-school mass. Uh, they all do. But for Catholic Schools Week, to invite our uh, supporters of Catholic education to attend. So it's really great to, to see that, uh, all the masses that are going to be taking place. There's one at the cathedral on Tuesday. Uh, 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, the 31st. Uh, I know there's an all-county mass out in my neck of the woods in Lorain County at EC. I think, Father, maybe you were the celebrant at that last year. That's true. So. It's on St. John Bosco Day. I'm, I'm actually out at the Avon Parishes. Avon and Avon Lake Parishes, the four, getting together mm-hmm. for a mass. I have that mm-hmm. this year. And then I know Bishop Molesic's going to be at Holy Name High School as well. February 6th, the Feast of Palmiki and Companions. I'll be there because I went there. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate with them. Oh, hey, holy name. Nice. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, yeah why not? Exactly. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, Catholic schools and our parishes and everything else, but we, we also remember that, you know, we, we don't just teach Catholic students, you know. that you know, true. It, it, it used to be funny. I, I used to have colleagues who would say, well, you know, well, you know, so many of these kids, they don't, they're, they're not in our parish. Why are we supporting these Catholic schools? It's like because we support these people because of who we are, not because mm-hmm. of who they are. Right. 
Yeah, yeah such a good point, Mike. I love that quote <laughs> for, for that very reason. You know, Christ didn't come only for one group of people. He came for all of us that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So send your kid to a Catholic school. Catholic Schools Week coming up. Stay tuned for that next week. And uh, thanks for your work, first of all. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. And we were out in a Catholic parish last night, Father Damien. We were at uh, Justin Martyr Parish for a little meeting. And uh, the wonderful Deacon Shell and his wife, Sandy Shell. That's a great it's name. one of the best names ever. And best names. Their daughter, their daughter, formerly Carrie Shell, now Carrie Regan, our youth ministry specialist. Yep. Had a group of youth out there talking to them about, you know, they're going to soon gather with the bishop and talk to them about the things that they think are important. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. I should say, too, we have wonderful people in the diocese all around, especially I love being with our young people. So this council, there's 18 to 20, and they meet every month with Carrie and Francine. And and yesterday, because Carrie's parents work both at um, St. Justin Martyr in Eastlake, that's where we had the gathering. We had Mm Chick-fil-A. I ate a lot of those. It was just little nuggets. I probably ate about 50, maybe not 50, probably 27 to 20. Nine. I was Favorite around. I, was around. Sauce, I stopped probably? counting, but I probably had five helpings. There was there was yellow sauce there and a red sauce. I like the yellow sauce better. Okay. I guess it was the Chick Fil A sauce. Wow. Yeah. 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 I didn't try the sauce, but I had a lot. I did have a lot of chicken. It Some salad. Good. It wasn't a lot of chicken though, because they were such small yeah. pieces. I mean, if you added it together, it's probably one chicken breast. Yeah, that's probably right. It was good. It must have been small chickens because they were just little pieces. Exactly. But it was fun being out there at uh, Justin Martyr, so thanks for all the work that they did, and thanks for hosting mm-hmm. as well. It was nice. And then our readings for this coming week, uh, the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. I liked the gospel this week. Um, where uh, a man with an unclean spirit comes into the synagogue and uh, sort of points at Jesus. Well, you know, have, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are. And uh, Jesus rebukes him and says, quiet, come out of him. I always ask ourselves, what are our unclean spirits that need to come out of us? I like that they recognize Jesus because, Mm -hmm. of course, the unclean spirits are the devil and his the third of the angels that fell. And so God created all those angels so they know their creator. And when Jesus is there, the second person of the Trinity, they're like, yeah, shaking in their boots. And they know that he has power over them. So the good news for us is, any of the demons we're dealing with, the Lord has power over them, too, and, and the demons are afraid of him. Yeah. Anything you guys jump out at you in the readings? Well, I, I, sort, I like this theme of what, what we ask God to do and what God says happens. The, the first reading alludes to, uh, to how, hey, Jesus is the fulfillment of the promise that God made. Uh, and, and then we see Christ in the gospel following through and people obeying exactly what he said. Um, so I, I really like that. Hey, let's ask God when we need help because he, he will be there to help us. And, and then we should trust what he says because, uh, well, we, we all should obey him. When I read those first two readings, Mike, I, I was getting stressed out reading about <laughs> Moses and saying, if you, if you don't speak right, you're going to die. And then the first three, the first sentence in Paul's was, uh, I don't want to make you anxious. And then he said, you're going to be anxious whether you're married or not married. So, so I was stressed out, and then I, I read the gospel, and, and, and I think the answer was there. It is that, you know, if we, if we follow Jesus, he's teaching us the way to, to teach with authority. Yeah. Cool. My wife likes the second reading. She always says, you know, um, that, you know, it says, uh, 
a wife is anxious about the things of the world and she said and, and so i always think back and say yeah i'm i'm definitely anxious about the things of the world but if i center myself on christ and on the relationship that christ gives me and my husband she said then i won't be yeah. anxious about the things of the world mm-hmm. she loved our barbie episode by the way i meant to tell you that did. a lot of people did we we had, we had a, a show last week about Bar- yeah. is it a barbie's world or a ken's world and um, my wife said, you know, she said, I, I went back and she said, and I started thinking about my father. She said, and how Barbie kind of gave me a closer relationship with my father. She said, because my father built the dollhouse. Oh. And she said, and really, you know, it took some time with us. It was a way for us to kind of unite with him. So it was great. And so it's it's a Catholic schools world this time. So we're going we're gonna to look forward to Catholic schools week. Thanks for all sure. that you guys do. It's uh Really been great having you. Our pleasure. Thank you for yeah, having us. We rejoice in having you here. <laughs> well said. Thank you. And so as we rejoice, we'll have this and a whole lot more next time you're in Quest of Faith.